John, the first chapter. Praise God. John 1, in the beginning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Appreciate my brothers and sisters. Appreciate so much the Lord and everything He is doing. And I'm thankful for the presence of the Lord in this house. I'll just tell you right now and right away all the traditions that are being held today for for Christmas are... I don't want anything to detract from the Spirit of God moving in our lives. The blessings of what God is working in here. And uh, we're thankful for everything this Bible says about His birth. Amen. Love it. Love every bit of it. Praise God. It's sacred to us. It means something to us. Amen. But so, so saddened to see every bit of what it has become in a lot of people's lives. And uh, God help us. We want to talk to you a little bit this morning from the Word of the Lord. Let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you. Lord, thank you for your presence in this house and for the great things that all have already been heard and felt. God, it's been rich to be in your house today. And Lord, I ask you please to anoint your word to our hearts and our lives. Help us to have ears to hear what your spirit would say. God, teach us and lead us and we give you all the glory, all the honor. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. John 1, let's start in verse 10. It says, He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for the power? To them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name, which were born... Not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, but nor of the will of man, but of God. Somebody say, born again. The Word was made flesh. The Word. God's heart. God's purpose. God's plan was made flesh. Dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God bless you. You can be seated. I've already said so thankful that I know that Jesus was God manifested in the flesh. So thankful that God would come to this earth so that He could bear my sins, to pay my price. Hallelujah. Today, you hear it just about every week you come here. And you don't even have to hear it from me. Just look around. Say, this is different. What's different about it? Different than the Word? No different than what I'm used to. Hallelujah. What are you used to? Hallelujah. How many times have I heard somebody say, well, well, you know, uh, you know what it says in the Bible, and I, I scratch my head and say, can you show me where that is? I appreciate Brother Chris was sharing with me that he told somebody recently, they said, You better start reading your Bible because you're going to get awfully tired of the pastor saying that's not in the Bible. You're going to get awfully tired of quoting things that you heard somebody tell you that just aren't in there, isn't in there. See what has happened, and you'll see it from the very beginning. You'll see it from from right after the fall of man all the way through your Bible that man likes to come up with his will and his ways. 
Amen. His own traditions and his ways that he says, you know what? I think this is going to be a good way to honor God. You know what? It didn't work for Cain. Amen. Cain uh, was sad and he was, uh, uh, the Lord visited him and said, What's, why, should, why, why the long face? Amen. Why has your countenance fallen? Are you hearing me? You worship me. You, you brought a sacrifice. But if you do it the right way, it'll be received. But man tries his best to honor God with what he likes. With what is important to us. Praise God. Jesus talked to the woman at the well and said, You worship, but you worship what you know not. It's in ignorance that you worship. I want to tell you the truth today. That's all. It's so difficult sometimes, I know, for, for people to hear the truth because, well, they, we, we like our way so much. Remember, Jesus fought that battle as an example to us. says, not my will, but thine be done. He looked at the religious leaders of that day. He was hated. He was crucified. Amen. Not for any evil work, but for the truth. Amen. Full of grace and truth. He looked at those religious leaders that, of that day and he said, You worship God with all your traditions. You put your confidence in those traditions. And they've become more important to you than the commandment of God. You teach for doctrine the commandments of men and make the commandments of God of none effect. God help us. To surrender our lives to God. Now, now we've talked a lot about this over the years. And I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this. I, I uh, probably for most of this year even, I thought, ah, I'm going to just uh, uh, preach something nice. And something that everybody's just going to feel so comfortable with. And God uh, says, you're going to do what I tell you to do. Amen. And I, I want to start this a little different. I want to start this a little bit different than really what I've ever uh, really kind of addressed some of these things with. But I was walking in a shopping mall in this festive season, said very sarcastically, because people want to kill you out there. There's not a lot of jolly in the shopping malls around now. Amen. Hallelujah. God help you if there's a sale on something the last minute and you want to get to it. But I was walking through the food court of a shopping mall and, and uh, saw Santa there at Panda Express. <laughs> Getting some Chinese food, standing in line. And we walked past that, went down the aisle at the, the, the mall and saw his throne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not making things up. Y'all act like you never saw Santa's throne. Amen. And, and I heard a, 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 some grandparents talking to their grandchild. It looked like grandparents or grandchild. He's like, where's Santa? And I said, uh, he's, he's, he's getting lunch. Apparently he likes Chinese food. And grandma said, it will be all right. He, like, he likes Chinese food. He will be back uh, to sit on this old man's lap that we don't know. When, where else is that appropriate? God help. I was trying to be good. Uh, amen. God help me. I've got, I've got PS, PTSD about I've grew up with, next to a neighbor that liked to, liked the kids to sit on his lap dressed like Santa. Then he had our mom sit on his lap. That's just the reality of it. People loved it. They went back year after year. Where's this Santa Claus come from? Where's, what's this all about? 
I think if we look at this a little bit closer, it, it, it might spur you on to look at some other things. and Become more of a lover of truth. Amen. Who, so, Santa, also known as Saint Nick. Uh, Saint Nicholas was a bishop in the Roman Catholic Church that achieved sainthood. And uh, through the Roman Catholic Church process of ordaining saints. And we know how good of a job they've done in not only producing tradition contrary to the Word of God. Well, help us, Lord. And how somehow their scandals seem to tie in a little bit close. We'll just leave it at that. They have saints. Take your time. You will enjoy getting on Google and look up the Roman Catholic saints. Anybody want to guess how many they have? They've, what the, the list I had was about 1,770-odd saints. Bishops and people that they have said, you're no longer just an average civilian. We call brothers and sisters saints of God. We're just called to be his followers. But this is different. They, are, they become saints of something. So in the list that you'll find when you Google this, and you'll see 1,700, I think it was 1776. That's an easy one to remember. They have all these patron saints. They will be saints, many people that you've never heard of, and they will be called the patron saint of this or that. It might be a country. It might be a state in America. It might be beekeeping. The patron saint of, of, uh, of uh, mechanics. We're familiar with a man. We've heard his name, I suppose. Saint Valentine. He's got a, uh, he's got a holiday, too. A Catholic saint. A Roman Catholic priest who achieved sainthood. He's a patron saint of lovers. You probably could have figured that out. But he's also the patron saint of epileptics. And beekeepers. It's kind of funny, kind of strange. Especially when we start, we're going to talk about what that means. St. Valentine, let me say it again. Saint of lovers, epileptics, and beekeepers. That's what they voted. He is the patron saint of those folks. If you're a beekeeper, you've got a patron saint. St. Valentine. Put hearts on your beehives. We, we got St. Patrick, right? St. Patrick, patron saint of Ireland. That's easy. You probably figured, could figure that out. Something to do with Ireland? Sure. Also, not just Ireland, 1,776 of these, and the list I looked at, and most of them have multiple things that they are patron saints over. What's this have to do with the Word of God? Right. But he also not only looks over Ireland, but he is the patron saint of protection from snake infestations and snake bites. Thank you, Jesus, for the saints. 
St. Nicholas, before I tell you what patron saint is, maybe some of you know what this is. Some of you have Roman Catholic background. St. Nicholas, Roman Catholic bishop. What's he the patron saint of? Get ready. Patron saint of Coopers. Does anybody know what a Cooper is? It's a barrel maker. Used to be a big thing. He's their patron saint. If you decide to make barrels, you got a saint. Patron saint of travelers, sailors, fishermen, hey, hey, merchants, broadcasters. He's a patron saint of the falsely accused, brewers. You want to start making beer? You got a patron saint. It's Nick. Pharmacists. He's got a pretty nice list. Archers. Pawnbrokers. I'm sorry. Now, hold on. We're almost at the one you probably would have guessed. He is the patron saint of archers, pawnbrokers, unmarried people, prostitutes, and children. That's St. Nick. All the stories you've heard, this is a Roman Catholic bishop that was brought in to sainthood by the Roman Catholic process of becoming a saint. What does it mean to be a patron saint of so-and-so? Well, that patron saint looks over the brewers, the prostitutes, and the children. And because he is your saint, you can pray to him for protection. Saint Christopher... If you see the medals that protect you when you're traveling, he's one of them. Pray for us. Will you ask them, please, will you pray to Jesus like we pray to Mary to protect me? Protect me when I'm keeping my bees. (laughs) Protect me when I'm working in the pawn shop. Protect me when I'm turning tricks on the street corner. Protect my children. Praying to the saint. That one that you're going to sit on his lap and ask him, give him your wishes. And he's going to judge you whether you've been naughty or nice. Because he sees it all. He's been watching you. So, the patron saint, that's a thing. I've spent time with Catholic friends. And I remember one specific time when I was in college for my short period of time and going to art school and and I remember being with somebody and they couldn't find a, a paper or a book or something and they were Roman Catholic and they said, wait a minute, I've, I've got a little prayer that I prayed. Uh, I don't remember the name of the saint. I wish I would have looked it up. The saint of lost things. And I, they, they said a little poem as a prayer and there they are. And they said, they're so cool. Yeah, we pray to the saints, the patron saints that will help the barrel makers, the pawnbrokers prostitutes and the children all call on St. Nicholas. So he was a bishop. He was, an arch, he was a bishop, I believe an archbishop. And, um, but how did he get to be the jolly old elf that lives in the north and has a bunch of elves and, and flies in the air with reindeer? That, that takes us back to the importance of this because it has been brought into our culture and into our religious culture. Um, through the Roman Catholic Church. Because at the inception, the birth of the Roman Catholic Church, several hundred years, about 300 years after Jesus uh, 
died and rose again. Rome was full of pagan, pre-Christian deities. I didn't plan on all this. <laughs> it, it was a very pagan. They were crucifying Christians. They were feeding them to the lions. And they had their festivals unto their false pagan gods. Different days of the year. You look this up. Don't take my word for it. December 25th is not the birthday of Jesus. There's not a lot of preachers that will tell you the truth. You say, well, what is it? It is the birth of the indomitable sun god that cannot be dominated. And when Constantine moved into Rome and was the was the leader of Rome, he created what was called the Holy Roman Empire. As a political move, he wanted to bring them into Christianity. Talk to Catholic priests about this. They tell me my research is wrong. You can't. You're absolutely right. Our practices, our traditions were a political move to mix and meld pagan worship with Christian terminology so as not to offend Rome and get kicked out of the being the, the, the leader of Rome. So we take our festivals and our feast days and our holidays that quite honestly, the Puritans that founded this country were trying to get away from Roman Catholicism and said, we will have no part of that as, as, as our, our practice in the inception of American ideals. But, but Rome brought that mixture. Now you're going to be priests and nuns for Jesus. Now we're going to have not a son God, but the son of God. We're not going to have, have Athena. We're going to have Mary. Amen. We're going to still bow to them. We're still going to pray to them. We're still going to keep their statues. And we're still going to keep their, 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 uh, their ability to look over us and watch over us. And, and also their festivals. For now we're going to call them St. Valentine and St. Patrick. And, and uh, St. Nicholas is going to have his day as well. So this mixture of pre-Christian pagan deities, there was a... Uh, a pagan deity that was known a lot of folks may be familiar with with Thor. Well, his dad Odin was uh, was a a man of the north that and and many of the old real not your comic book version but your mythology version has him riding with reindeer some of them and giving out gifts and you see all this mixture and today I still have people saying what. Jesus wasn't born on the 25th of December? God's, God's calling us out of this falsehood of, 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 of the saints and of the, the very word. Oh, help us, Lord. That very word. I, I, very rarely do people even blink because they're so used to it. But why is it Christmas, mass, a mass of Christ? It's a Roman Catholic term. It's a Roman Catholic term. It was a Roman Catholic. We, we see all the, not just the scandal that we are living with today, not just the, the perversion of, of children being trafficked and children being uh, uh, molested in the nation and all in churches, but for decades them being transferred to other churches rather than, than indicted and arrested defrocked, taken out of their ministry. 
It's, it's, this, is, this is common news. This is things you can read in your local newspaper. God, help us. God, help us that, that Jesus came. Look what it says in John 8. Please turn with me to John 8. The idea of, of all the, not only the, the, the evil that is in this world because of this false church. But anyone who knows their history. It's sad to me. It's sad to me that, that people are so ignorant. And for me to stand up here and tell you the truth, it's, 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 uh, it's not easy sometimes. Because, because the Roman Catholic Church... I know it's easy. Nowadays, everybody does something you don't like. Oh, you're like Hitler. And, and that's kind of lost its steam, calling people Nazis and like Hitler. But let me tell you something about Hitler. Hitler had dis- those that he hated and killed probably close to six, seven million uh, Jews. Exterminated them in uh, death camps. The Roman Catholic Church, when they were in full power and had armies and had leaders like the Roman Empire backing them, tens of millions, 68 million, that would not bow the knee to a pope. So, so when you say, Brother Flosser, what's, what is the big deal? The big deal is I love Jesus. The big deal is if you told me something about, about my wife that it wasn't true, I'd correct you on that. It, whether it, you like it or not, people say, well, I, it doesn't mean all that. It doesn't matter about all You know, we used to say that all about our heavy metal. You know, oh, I don't listen to those devil lyrics. I just like the way it sounds. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that God told them when they come into a pagan land, don't adopt our, their customs and bring them to me. I hate them. God said, when I move you into that land and you conquer those gods that are worshiping some of the same gods that are represented in these holidays there. He said, don't, don't adopt them. I know that the best argument somebody is, oh, well, we've redeemed it. We've redeemed, we've taken something bad and made it good. God said, I'm going to tell you how to worship me. Let me be God. Don't you say I'm going to take something that I like and kind of change it. You know, when, uh, uh, when the one king of Israel looked at the way that the pagans worshipped their gods and said, I like that altar too. We'll keep God's altar, but we'll move his in there too. And we'll use that one. God was against it. Because God's holy. John 8, did you turn to it? John 8, verse 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth is that everything in this Bible, up to and including his birth, his glorious birth, will lead you to his death on the cross for our sins that will pay the price for sin and set you free from false religion, from false tradition, from everything that binds you. Amen. And give you life. Oh, thank God, when you see somebody up here so free, it's because of the truth of God's Word. That the devil's trying to infiltrate your mind with lies. The devil's trying to water down the gospel, trying to dumb down the Word of God. Why not just stand with Jesus? The truth is that God's made a way for you to be free. 
And religion is binding people. False lies are binding people. People that have been in church all their lives are still somehow convinced that some of this has anything to do with the Word of God. But His birth, praise God, it wasn't in the winter. There's so many things that you say, well, why can't we just love that? Hey, love it God's way. love Love it through truth. If somebody's going to be mad at me, it's because I don't want to water down this Bible with Roman Catholic lies. With lies that have done nothing more than bind people. People that for generations kept to this day talk to a neighbor that said, you know what? I go to a Catholic church. They're not even speaking English. They're speaking Latin. Why won't they let me understand what they're saying? Because it's control. Amen. Why would they hold these liturgies in Latin? And you say, what in the world is a liturgy? I didn't read that in my Bible. So much of this. We do nursing home ministry and we, we, someone, somebody that years and years ago, we were connected with their family through our church and they said their family's Catholic and, and, and they, they go to a Catholic, uh, um, nursing home. Would you go there and would you minister? Of course, of course we, we, we love people. It's these ideas, it's these doctrines that are there. They're, it's not it's love the word, love the word. Look in the Bible. Look at what God said He wants. Well, look at what's important to Him. Amen. Look at what He calls on you to practice to celebrate. Amen. You'll be so blessed. You when you start when you start living God's way and start doing His will, you'll see. Wow. Why didn't I do this long time ago? The freedom, the victory that you have. Clinging to false teaching is going to bind you. Traditions of man bind us rather than, than liberate us. We went to this nursing home as I began to speak, and, and uh, the nuns were there. And I would, I would call our friend, uh, 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 sister, uh, in her name, and the nuns would, uh, would get on my case. Why are you calling her sister? She's my sister in the Lord. That's a title that we have committed and taken, taken uh, vows to be able to be called. Oh, she's my sister. I'm her brother. Amen. We'd go in and, and I, I, I would go in and, and uh, preach the word. Preach the truth. And uh, there was a very large crucifix in that chapel. And um, the nuns would, would, uh, would stop would not walk across in front of without stopping, facing, and bowing to that statue. Amen. Where, where, I'll tell you, this is where we draw the line. The Word of God. The Word of God. Paul said, if any man come, preach any other doctrine. Praise God. Let him be accursed. Read your Bible. Just read it. I, I see it more and more, and I say, God, I want to, I want to, I want to show people how awesome you are. I want to show. I just want to focus on how great you are. I want to tell people how amazing it is to to walk with liberty, to have chains of uh, of sin broken, have chains of addiction broken, have chains of depression broken. I want people to see just how amazing you are. But you will see almost every page, every other page of your New Testament, there are people creeping in unawares, wolves in sheep's clothing. Jesus 
Jesus spoke of it. Paul spoke of it time and time and time. Jude and all of them saying, hey, don't let somebody take this from you. Don't let somebody steal. When I see people that have been calling themselves Christians for years and years and years, still bound, still holding on to the, the an old life, still not very, not having victory over their 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 minds, their 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 depression, their their addiction, still bound in sin, and it breaks my heart. And this Bible is is not kind. To the wolves, to the to the messengers of, of of lies. Help us, Lord. John eighteen. John eighteen. Jesus stood before Pilate, a ruler of Rome. Listen, what he says. I think I opened with this last year, or the year before. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou king then? Jesus answered, said, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. He said, The truth will make you free. When we surrender all to God and let God be God in our lives, start loving His Word, start loving His presence, start loving the simplicity which is in Christ, you'll see chains start to fall off. You'll see joy, peace begin to fill your life because the truth will make you free. For this cause came I in the world that I should bear witness to, to the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Listen to this. Pilate saith unto him, what is truth? The principle of truth. Oh, we could spend all the whole service talking about relativism talking about now now it's a kind of the same old idea but with a new terminology people say oh i love go ahead and speak your truth there's no your truth in my truth truth doesn't become relative amen truth is god said god's word says thy word is truth when i come to this bible and i say okay god i want your will in my life and I don't mean it. There's going to be a thousand different kind of religious ways that I can kind of mix my will and have what I like and, and still call myself a child of God. But when I say, God, tell me the truth. It's inconvenient. I think, Lord willing, tonight, some of what Sister Emily was talking about in her testimony, but not not so much related to this topic, but the idea of people being able to hear the uncomfortable truth. I'll tell you who's doing well in church. It's those that are saying, I don't like it, but it's right. I didn't, I didn't want to hear that, but I know it's true. And, uh, and when God starts talking to you and saying, what about your sin? That guy's up there talking about all those that lion in the name of Christ. But what about you? What about your walk? What about your relationship with God? I came into this world for you to be my child. I came into this world. This birth is pointing to a, a new birth in me and in you. That ye must be born again. I wonder how many today can grasp the fact that 
that Jesus born into this world was so that I can have a new birth. Because my birth was under sin. Because my birth was bound in lies. My birth was, was, was shackled in, in a life that was leading me to hell. But God came to set me free. That I might be born again. Born of the water and of the Spirit. A new creature in Christ. A new creation. Pilate said, what is truth? Why? Why? What's, what's the point? What is truth? Because he knew, as much as anybody, looking at that Roman Empire, looking at their worship, looking at their devotion to statues, looking at the money that was brought in. Amen. Oh, God, help us. Let me just drop this in you. I, I've shared with a few already this, uh, this last week or so, asking me questions about, well, I understand there's a heaven, there's a hell. Where did where did this purgatory come from? Not your Bible. Maybe this maybe this can help somebody. Maybe you maybe you still haven't figured out that I'm not really for all these lies. <laughs> Centuries ago, as a money making scheme, the Roman Catholic priests and popes said, you know what? The good works that your family member, your child, your baby, when they died, they weren't good enough to get into heaven. We don't get to heaven by being good. We get to heaven by Jesus and how he was good. Amen. But the Roman Catholic Church teaches about a penance and sacraments and, and the communion and the Last Supper, the, 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 the confirmation and the last rites, rather, all these works to, to, to earn your salvation. You know what I'm talking about. But they came up with this idea to tell people they weren't good enough. Your family member, you're weeping and grieving over this loved one that, that died. But I hate to tell you this, they weren't really good enough. They weren't horrible. We're not going to tell you they're lost for eternity in hell. Because there's no money in that. But they weren't good enough to get into heaven. But if you give us an offering, we will pray some prayers. And we can spring them into heaven out of this place of torment where they're going to have to pay for their sins by suffering. Purgatory is not an eternal judgment. It's just a place they've got to burn off the stuff that they were, they're guilty of that kept them a little bit out of heaven. Where is that the gospel? So purgatory was born out of a money-making scheme to, to pay indulgences. That they would tell people, Paul had so much, Peter had so much, many good works, so much righteousness, that if we pray and you pay a fine uh, offering for it, we can pray and we can get some of their righteousness appropriated to your poor family member that is suffering right now. And the quicker the better, because how horrible is it to think of them paying for their sins in a place called purgatory where they're purging themselves. That's why a lot of people like Martin Luther and other reformers of that day said, we're done with this. This is awful. This is evil. But they, but they brought with them some of that. They, they were trying to reform. They didn't, they didn't just fully separate themselves from this, 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 this abomination of, a, 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 of, of what was going on in that day, taking advantage of people. But but they tried to reform it. They tried to hang on to some of the ideas and, and brought with them. But listen, 
The Bible says, come out from among them and be separate. Touch not the unclean thing. Jesus came to bring truth. You know why people are full of the Holy Ghost today? Because they have given themselves to truth. You know why people are free from an old life and can say, thank you, Lord. I'm praising you even in the storm. I'm praising you even in this battle. God, I've got victory even though maybe I'm suffering and hurting because of the truth that has made them free. Thank God. Thank God for freedom in Jesus. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, help us, Lord. I want to tell you today some of you uh, have had background and false teaching and in some of the very things that we've been talking about here today and, and some of you have researched some of these things and looked into it and seen the the evil that's going on in in this day that we're living in. If you look in the book of Revelation, let me close in this. If you look in the book of Revelation, a lot of things that maybe we're looking at saying, God, I'm, I'm not sure how this is going to all work out. But you will see a bride church, the people of God adorned with righteousness in love with Jesus the bridegroom that symbolism you'll see throughout the word of God the church, the people of God, a pure bride in love in love with God there's another character in Revelation that is notable It's not comfortable, I know, but you'll see this imagery also throughout the Word of God. It is another woman. It's another called a whore. What is, why? Why would that, what it is, is it's it's representing the antithesis, the opposite of the bride. It is a religious system that is unfaithful for money. The Bible talks about this one that is unfaithful for money. Not a bride, but another that would put forth itself as something that has a relationship, but it's not about that love. It's not about that purity. The Bible talks about this one that is rich in all the goods of the world. And at the end of the list of all the things, this harlot is about, it says, the souls of men. Someone asked me, is this the trafficking that's going on in the world? That and the false teachings of that are leading people to hell. Listen, this is your Bible. Learn it. Read it. Don't 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 just take sprinkles of it. Just get into it. Learn it. Pray about it. Ask questions. Because the truth is what makes you free. But there are lies that are being put forth in this world. Listen to me. I'm thankful. Like I want to say it again. Thankful for every bit of what's in this Bible about His birth. 
thankful for every bit about that baby that was God with us, Emmanuel. Come on, let's find a place to pray. So thankful. Oh, but I tell you, my life, my life has been a battle to try to let people see this is what God's Word says. Don't believe a lie. Don't believe what you want. Believe the truth. The truth will make you free. Oh, help us, Lord. Just have faith to receive it. God knows that you need it. There's a blessing. Oh, in Jesus' name, help us, Lord. want you to see that loving Jesus is all. All about loving His Word, loving His truth. I surrender all, Lord. God help us. God help us. to you, Lord. I surrender all. Let your truth make us free. Let your truth, Lord, make us free. Oh, yes, Lord. There's a blessing in this house waiting for you. There's a blessing in this house. Oh, help us, Lord. in this last day to shine in this last day Lord to to show people Lord we're free free indeed God help us I pray to draw closer to you closer to your word than ever before lead us and teach us for your glory Let's all stand. Father, thank you for all you're doing in our lives. God's pouring out his spirit in these last days. Too many people don't even believe in it. But oh, hallelujah, how God is working in our lives so beautifully. God, help us, I pray now, as we go forth from this house, but not from your presence. God, bless each one. Keep us, Lord, in your truth. Keep us in your will. Teach us and lead us, God. Help us to be a strength and a light to those around us. Bless each one, I pray, God. Now keep us, Lord, as we travel. We'll give you all the glory, all the thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, church.